0: Bacalar is amazing. I think already it's one of the most beautiful places I've been in Mexico, if not one of the most beautiful places in Mexico. It's just stunning.
1: Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Michael Krashovsky and welcome to episode 46 of That Remote Show, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. On today's episode, I'm once again joined by my friend Kate McCulley from AdventurousKate.com. But this time, we're doing a slightly different type of episode to what you may be used to. In this quote-unquote interview, Kate and I talked about a recent trip we took with a bunch of friends to Bacalar, Mexico, in order to create a fun and educational audio guide for that location so you know exactly where to stay, what to eat, and the best things to do if you decide to visit Bacalar, which by the way, you certainly should because this is without a doubt one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. To check out a full write-up of this guide, head on over to thatremotelife.com forward slash episode 46. That's episode all spelled out followed by the number 46 where you will find a link to Kate's super detailed post on Bacalar along with some stunning images and videos she captured during the trip. All right, you guys, that's it. I'm going to keep this intro short, so let's dive into this fun conversation with Kate mccully all right well kate welcome back to the show it's been uh, uh like five whole minutes since we recorded the last episode
0: it has been so long since the last episode it is raining outside oh wait no now it's sunny again
1: it does do that here in merida a lot is yep. it's like and it like have you noticed that like pours rain and then it just stops yes it's not like light
0: mm-hmm. it just
1: pours rain and then stops
0: and it's not even rainy season
1: is, so is there a rainy season here? In maybe I though?
0: think there is a bit more toward like hurricane season, like August, September, mm. October, November.
1: Okay. Well, so to, so in the last episode we talked about travel blogging and your experience as a travel blogger and what you know that has been like and you know how you can become a travel blogger. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go over to that and check it out. But today we're actually going to talk about Bacalar, which is a place that we just returned from um and yeah we're just kind of gonna give you guys listening a little you know like low down on what Bacalar is like and why you should go there um so Kate why should people go to Bacalar?
0: well bacalar is amazing I think already it's one of the most beautiful places I've been in Mexico if not one of the most beautiful places in Mexico it's just stunning that now Bacalar. It is in Quintana Roo, which, you know, is the state where Cancun is and all that. But it's down in the far south. It's pretty close to the Belize border near the city of Chetamal. And Bacalar is set right on a lagoon. Mm. The Lake of Seven Colors, they call it. It really is seven different shades of blue. And it is beautiful and it's peaceful. You take a boat out there and it's just really special and uniquely beautiful and it feels very different from most places in Mexico and I like it very much.
1: Yeah the interesting thing about the way that Bacalar was like not sold to me but the way that it was described to me was the Maldives of Mexico. Did you hear yeah, that term?
0: I've heard that I think it's bullshit.
1: Why so what do you think so I've never been to the Maldives. Well, so me neither. I was like okay so I've seen
0: you... I've seen screensavers of the Maldives though so I can So what do you think you that?
1: why do you think people call it the Maldives of Mexico?
0: Because it's bright neon water.
1: Oh, so you think it's the color?
0: I think it's that. But come on, Bacalar does not have beaches and people need to realize that. And you know, as I was writing my post, that's what I realized. A lot of people probably, they're like, oh, it's a lake, it must have beaches. But not really. In Bacalar, the edge of the lake seems to be right up against Mm -hmm. the dirt on land and there isn't like a beach that separates it at all.
1: Yeah. So let's talk, um, let's, Talk about Bacalar. So first of all, I feel like we should talk about getting to Bacalar. So mm-hmm. we took a big ass bus,
0: <laughs> and Mitko drove it the entire time.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is how I earned my keep as uh, <laughs> driving the driving the bus. But mm-hmm. yeah, we took a very big bus there, um, and we drove from Merida here to Bacalar. It took what like four hours, four and a half hours, yeah, something like that. But if you are not renting a bus, do you? Do you know renting a bus, renting a car, whatever? Do you know, like, what are some of the different ways of getting to Bacalar? Like, are there different ways if you don't rent a car?
0: Yep, there are ways. Bacalar looks really remote, but it's well placed on transportation lines so you can make your way there easily. Most people are going to fly into Cancun. From Mm. there, you can get a bus to Bacalar. It takes about five hours. Chetamal, which is 40 minutes from Bacalar, the closest place, there's an airport there, but it only has a few flights, only a couple from Cancun, and it's kind of hard to time them if you're flying internationally, but there are a lot more flights from Mexico City, so Mm. if you're thinking I'm flying from the States, it might make sense to fly to Mexico City and then get a flight direct to Chetamal, otherwise it's very close to Belize, if you're coming from Belize, just cross the border and you're 40 minutes away. So uh,
1: I'm guessing if you fly from, like, Mexico City to Chetamal, you can Mm -hmm. then take, like, a bus or, like, one of those. Like, what do they call those, like, mini-buses? Collectivos. Collectivos. Yep, you get
0: in, they leave when they're full. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are an option, too. But, yeah, it's very... But, yeah, Bacalar is right on the train lines. Buses go from all over. There are buses from Merida. There are buses from Cancun that stop in Playa del Carmen and Tulum along the way. So it really is connected, despite being pretty remote.
1: Yeah, the... So when we drove, we kind of like went through the middle of the Yucatan and then into Quintana Roo State. Um, But one of the things that I've noticed driving up and down the Quintana Roo is that that road is much nicer, right? The one that connects Cancun to Tulum or Cancun to Playa to Tulum. So that's I would say that that's probably like an easier way. Like, you know, if you're at the back of the bus, like what might be a more comfortable ride, I'm (laughs) guessing it would be like Cancun to Bacalar.
0: And I never really noticed that, that the road was in better condition. But of course, you were the one driving. But that's probably because Quintana Roo is the place with all the tourism. Yeah. Cancun, Playa Tulum, Holbox, one of my favorites as well. Those are all in Quintana Roo and not in the Yucatan state. Oh, and one thing I think I should clarify is that um, there's the Yucatan Peninsula mm-hmm. of Mexico, which is the states of Yucatan, Quintana Roo, and Campeche, but then there's Yucatan the state. So Yucatan the state and the Yucatan Peninsula are two different things. When we're talking about the difference between Yucatan and Quintana Roo, those are the two states that are both part of the peninsula.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's like, I was actually looking at a map when we were renting the car, it Almost looks like Quintana Roo like boxed out the Yucatan and said mm-hmm. like no we're gonna take Cancun and all the big like tourist spots and yeah. kind of like pushed out <laughs> the Yucatan for the rest of it. So one thing before we dive into all of the Bacalar travel, I feel like we need to mention the amazing experience that we had on the way to Bacalar.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So do you want to tell people a little bit about what I'm talking about?
0: Well, we knew we wanted to stop about halfway on our drive and halfway on the drive is a town called Jose Maria Morelos.
1: And this is from Merida to Bacalar. From Merida to
0: Bacalar. So it's pretty much pretty close to the dead center of the Yucatan Peninsula. And I actually looked it up, and a lot of the buses from Merida to Bacalar stop in Jose Maria Morelos. So you could stop there, too, if you wanted, and get a later bus down to Bacalar. There is this little stand called Sammy's. And what Sammy does is he grills pork. How did you like that pork?
1: Oh, so (laughs) I think everybody just kept making fun of me because I ate so much Of this pork. I think I ate all of this guy's pork. (laughs) It was so good.
0: I mean, well, we were a group of nine. Yeah. So we get in, we order a kilo and a half, and that's like three and a half pounds. And we eat all... We eat all the meat. So we ask for like another half kilo and then another half kilo and then another half kilo. And the cra- I think it's so crazy is that we were all eating pork and flour tortillas. Mm. No vegetarians in our group, no gluten-free people. We were just eating everything.
1: Yeah. So the tip here is I didn't eat the flour tortillas to you fill didn't. me up. So I just ate the meat. And the, and the <laughs> he, he also grills the onions. Oh, the grilled so onions are so good. I literally good. ate pork. And grilled onions like literally I'm like that's why i was able to eat so much of the meat because like the flour tortillas weren't filling me up yep um so yeah sammy's it was phenomenal the yep. guy
0: s-a-m-y just look for s-a-m-y during the, near the town of jose maria morelos
1: yeah and the, sammy, I sammy his name great is guy yeah Yeah, super nice
0: sweet sweet family wonderful family so kind to us and they had puppies yeah this is
1: how he won over sarah my fiance. was he brought out uh his kids brought out these two puppies and sarah was just like yep this is the greatest restaurant ever
0: yep sarah was pretty close to taking one of those puppies with us
1: if i wasn't there she probably would (laughs) have um but yeah so sammy's was phenomenal really good food highly recommend you guys go there Um, I'm guessing that's probably going to be in your post.
0: Absolutely. It's already in my post. Okay,
1: perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there, essentially we had a couple hours to Bacalar. Mm -hmm. And okay, so let's get started. So what are the different topics that you want to discuss about Bacalar?
0: Well, let's talk about what the place is like in general. Perfect. It is a small town. Mm -hmm. It is on a lake. And recently, the, at, on Christmas Eve this past year, the New York Times did a piece that was called, is this the next Tulum? And it was about Bacalar, and I saw that, I was like, oh no. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot
1: of people are saying that Bacalar might be close to like almost like popping, like it might be the next big place.
0: I think it's going to be. I yeah. saw a couple signs of it already, and I can go into those in a mm-hmm. little bit. But yeah, but right now, it's, it's very much a spot for people in the know. You don't yeah. see the mass, tourists here who just choose a trip in Mexico where they won't have to use their brains at all and they just go straight to a resort and sign up for someone to take them on day trips and all that Mm. no Bacalar, you have to be thoughtful about that and of course it's the lake is the main point of the town the lake is the town Mm. that's what it is and the number one thing to do there the number one thing we recommend is taking a boat ride yes there are lots of different companies that do it, and for us, I mean, we decided to book a we decided to book a private one because there were 11 Enough of us people, yeah. all together. But there are lots of tours you can join as a solo traveler, as a few people, you can just join a big group. Um, we went with a company called Amir Adventures, and they that were excellent. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, they were they were great. Really wonderful. Our tour guides were phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I would totally recommend going with them if you go to Bacalar.
1: So, how can people book? Um... One of those tours, like do they just go to their website or is there Amir a mirror a...
0: Adventures has a website. Okay. You can book great. on there and you can call them too if you'd like, if you want something special to work out. And so yeah, the boat tour. Everybody gets on a boat and the spots that you visit. Well, first up was the the Pirates Canal. Mm-hmm. El Canal de los Piratas. Mm-hmm. Also, isn't it weird that it's Los Piratas? You figured it would be Las Piratas or Los Piratos. <laughs> I, I failed
1: Spanish, so <laughs> I'm probably the wrong guy to ask this. Um, that's always the running joke with us being in Mexico is that, like, Sarah's Spanish is, like, phenomenal, but oh. I just don't care. And so I'm the one blabbing in, like, just the most incorrect grammar and of that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Los Piratas.
0: That was very cool. This, yeah. the, this channel between the lake and the Caribbean Sea where pirates used to come through. And I have to say, if you have a drone, that is a really spectacular place to drone. Right now, okay, I should add that right now they are allowing drones, but you never really know if they're going to like rescind that last minute. We're in the Wild West of drone laws, so who knows?
1: So is that something that's like, we're kind of like diverting here, but it's I'm curious. Is it something like where like the more popular the place becomes, like they kind of outlaw the drones or what?
0: It seems like it's happening little by little in okay. lots of places. First, when drones started existing, there were no laws anywhere. And now a lot of you know ruins, UNESCO World Heritage Sites yeah. and cities have started putting in laws and they're adding up more and more and more and more. So I wouldn't be surprised if you can't drone in Bacalar. Gotcha. In like soon. two years. Yeah. yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. So the thing that I liked, I would definitely say that out of all the different places that we went with that boat tour... That was maybe the one that was like the busiest. Do you agree? Yes,
0: that was the busiest. We went there in the morning. It seems like a lot of the boat rides take you to the same kinds of places. Mm Mm-hmm and that one had a lot of people there. But that's a cool area, the the Pirates Canal, because the water is really shallow in a lot of places. At, there are times where you'll be in knee-deep water, and times where you'll be swimming and you can't touch the bottom.
1: Yeah, we had a few people who weren't the strongest swimmers, and they would just be walking, <laughs> and we would just, like, disappear, you know? So, yeah, definitely if you're not a strong swimmer and you're in that part, like yeah. definitely watch your step.
0: Also, I'd like to add, a lot of Mexicans use life jackets, and, you know, it's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of if you're not a strong swimmer. They wear life jackets when they're in Cenote, Or when they're swimming or anything. So you can always find a life jacket.
1: Yeah. And. My favorite part about um, that specific part of the lagoon was actually the little, like, old restaurant or the yes. attempted restaurant.
0: That was really cool. Yeah. You
1: want to tell the people, like, what that's um, the story there was?
0: Um, I don't remember enough of the story oh, to tell it. Oh, you didn't it. <laughs>
1: Ooh. Well, I think we top... were
0: dealing with the drone when that yeah. happened.
1: So the whole story is that there's this, like, boat-looking thing. Like, I think they tried to, like, make it look like a boat, but it was, like, some Mexican guy who was living in Bacalar who tried to start a restaurant. And I was trying to build a restaurant there little by little, but it obviously didn't work out because, I don't know, I like didn't have the money or whatever. So there is still the remnants of that building that's there in the lagoon on like, there's like a little like bit of dry land there. Um, so yeah, you can go climb up there and like jump off and like try to swim. So that was fun because yeah. I'm a child and I like to jump <laughs> off things into water.
0: Yeah, it's a cute little area for sure. No.
1: So what was next on that boat trip?
0: We went to the Cenote Negro, the Black Cenote. Yeah. Now, there are some cenotes, you, might have, you may have heard of them, cenotes, they're throughout the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, the whole area is basically like limestone Swiss cheese. Mm. There are all of these caves that are kind of sinkholes. They fall in and they're filled with water and you can go swim with them. There are 15,000 cenotes all over the Yucatan Peninsula.
1: And it's special only to the Yucatan Peninsula, it right? It is.
0: I mean, there are there are others here and there around the world but the most are concentrated in the Yucatan Peninsula. Mm. And you know where it's from? It's from the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs.
1: Okay, so we have this conversation on the boat. Yeah. And I believe that there's there they don't yet know because I read two that there's like two theories on how mm-hmm. it was formed, but they actually think that it might be like both working together. Yeah. Cause the one is the asteroid, right, that hit in the Yucatan, but then mm-hmm. the other one is just that like it was actually a shallow sea. Mm-hmm. And that when the water retracted, it like pulled the water and it like dug out the cenotes. Ah, but I don't think they actually know because I've read both of them. Yeah. So it's curious. It's interesting, anyways. Yeah.
0: Well, anyways, there are a lot of most cenotes are on their own in the ground, but in Bacalar there are a few cenotes that are in the lake. And mm. the only way you can tell is because the cut the color suddenly drastically changes. It goes from neon turquoise to navy blue instantly. And they don't let you swim there. They'll take the boat over it, but you cannot swim there for yeah, various reasons. Yeah, why don't they
1: let you swim in in, I, in that part of it?
0: I don't know. I would say liability, but this is Mexico and nobody cares about liability here. But
1: So you think just because... Because the, the guy, when I did try to go over there, because of course I'm going to try to go swim over there, he said that he was just worried about like boats hitting you. But I, I also yeah. think it's something about maybe they don't want you like damaging things in there. I don't know. Mm, could be. but I yeah. do
0: remember that the black cenote, that was a really good vantage point for getting all seven colors in the lagoon at once. Yes. I remember we suddenly turned around and it's like, whoa, it was like stripy mm. from that angle. So do keep that in mind. If you go there, that's where you should get your camera out.
1: Yeah. Because they like, they show it to you and then they go around the edge of it. And when you're almost like in the middle of it, looking out at the rest of the lagoon, like that's where you saw it. Right. Right. Yeah. So definitely be ready. That's the photo op moment. So from there, where else did we go?
0: After that was cenote Esmeralda, mm-hmm. which was similar—a cenote in the water, sudden drop off and color change—and we tried to go over to that one too, but yeah,
1: yeah. they yeah that one I felt a little sketchy about because the, the boats were coming were very by, close yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah, so that one I I picked up, and then from there we they like cut up like some snacks, right? Mm-hmm. Some fruit. Yeah which was the most photogenic fruit I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, beautiful fruit.
1: Yeah, so after um, we had the photogenic fruit, then where did we go?
0: I think we just did a bit of a scenic sail along, along the lake, and then we ended up at this little place with a dock on it. It was kind of isolated. Nobody else was there.
1: Yeah, we were the only boat there.
0: Yeah, that dock looked like it would fall apart if more than three of us at one time got onto it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that was, um, to be honest, actually my favorite stop because it was so isolated. It was literally just us um, and we just hung out there um, and it was just really pleasant. And I do have to mention that on the tour, we actually had unlimited alcohol.
0: Oh, yes, we did.
1: That's a very important point. Yes.
0: And yeah, we had unlimited tequila sunrises, Palomas, which were made with fresca, I think, Uh and beer. And was that it? Yeah, I think that, that was it. That was it, yeah. Yeah, and keep in mind, though, that they had to pour them, not us. And I have the feeling... I mean, they gave us little beers, and they made the drinks on the mild side, which mm. is probably very smart all around.
1: Yeah, well, and when we say unlimited, it essentially means unlimited until you run out, because we yeah. did kill all the beers. We did kill the beer. So, yeah. And um, so, yeah, the tour was really great. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, anything else?
0: Well, the, the tour is... The standard tour is four hours. Because we had a private group, we kind of asked for six, and that ended up being really great. So if you have the opportunity to ask for a longer tour and you're willing to pay for it, you know, see if it's an opportunity. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, We also stopped at Bird Island at the end. Yes, 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 yes,
1: Bird Island. Which is an island
0: with birds. I'm afraid of birds. I don't like that place. Really? Yeah, they're scary. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Super scary. So I mean, I wasn't too afraid to swim to the Birdie Island, but I didn't feel particularly enthused.
1: Did you swim to the Birdie
0: Island? No, by then I was kind of bored, and I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, to be honest, at this point, like... um i think i had contributed a lot to finishing off all the beer so i didn't really remember <laughs> who swam over to the bird island with us
0: yeah you guys kind of went most of the way and i looked at that and i'm like that island is so much further than they think it is
1: it wasn't so you actually the reason why we stopped was because you can't get to the island it's roped off so mm-hmm. you can swim up to it but then it's roped off because the reason why it's such a famous bird island is because they have these birds that come from america and they're like i don't know if did you hear the whole story about? The, no. the Oh, you heard birds and you tuned it all out? <laughs>
0: yeah. So
1: it's essentially they have birds that um, they migrate from uh, Bacalar to then also Miami. Uh, but some of them, the younger ones, I guess, are the ones that have been eating krill in Miami. So when they come down to Bacalar, they're normally white. But when they come down to Bacalar, they're like really bright pink and they were beautiful yeah you could really see there was like four young ones when we came up there that we could that we could see but we won't talk about birds anymore we won't (laughs) give you ptsd um so yeah so that was the tour essentially it was really great what was the company called again
0: Amir Adventures.
1: Yeah, and they left from the of a city, uh,
0: Mm-hmm. Which is uh, which about you... a 25-minute walk from the center of town.
1: Right, yeah. So that was essentially the tour. That was one of my favorite days. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- what would you say? How did it rank on your...
0: Well, you know, I think... Well, what I say is if you're going to Bacalar, you need at least two full days. Mm. One of them should be devoted to a boat tour because that is like the event. But the other day was something really fun that we did. We went to Los Rapidos. Okay.
1: So you want to talk about Los Rapidos? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about what is Los Rapidos?
0: Los Rapidos. I was kind of, I was writing my post today and I was trying to find the right word. Would you call it like kind of like a beach club or a it had a
1: beach clubby vibe kind
0: of vibe to it it's like a yeah it's like an, an area where you can go for the day and adults cost 100 pesos which is 5 bucks and it's basically they have all these chairs and tables but on this stretch of the river that feeds into the lake itself and eventually the caribbean and you can you can just like sit on the side you they have all of these really instagrammable <sighs> hammocks in the water that you can lie in and the river you can get in at the top of the river and then you flow with the river yeah because the river
1: actually has a pretty like like strong current
0: it is it's a lot stronger than it looks
1: yeah so you can and they have like um i thought this was really interesting they have these like little ropes that go across the river so as you're coming down the rapid you can like stop and like grab on
0: yeah, and you, and you have to hold on pretty hard because they will try to rip you out of there. <laughs> but yeah, Los Rapidos, it means the rapids. And these aren't like rapids that are like violent rapids, but they are pretty strong. But just getting into the water and then flowing down the river, it is so insanely fun.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And that was definitely like one of my favorite things um, to do that we did as well. The other thing that you can do there that um, I did with Russo was that we rented kayaks. Mm-hmm. and then we went up into the lake that feeds the river that then feeds the other lake. Yeah. And I don't know if I would recommend getting the kayak, to be honest. Yeah. It really wasn't, because the moment that you make it up to the top of the river, it's kind of just like there's really nothing that interesting. So mm-hmm. you actually get the kayak, I think it's 150 pesos. Mm-hmm. and Which you, is
0: like 750.
1: Yeah, and you get it for like an hour or two, and I think we used it for a total of like – 20 minutes oh really yeah yeah um not that i'm gonna like die over the seven dollars but um but yeah you can also rent kayaks there and you can get double kayaks as well Mm
0: -hmm. and this place they're a restaurant also so we had some really good ceviche for lunch that day and we had a bunch of drinks and they made some mezcal margaritas that were delicious
1: yeah that the food there was really good yeah Uh, the other thing that was really good as well did you try the coconut shrimp they had
0: Oh, I did try it, mm-hmm. and you know, I got to be honest. I had coconut shrimp in Campeche that just completely rocked my world. It's one of the mm. big dishes there, but but yeah, their coconut shrimp was very nice. Yeah, it well. was bad,
1: uh, or it was it wasn't <laughs> bad? Not it was bad. <laughs> um, so that was yeah. I definitely agree that that was one of the that that's one of the big things that you should do in Bacalar was the Los Rapidos. And it, it sounds
0: like I mean, from what I've seen. A lot of people haven't really written about it. A couple mm. have, but a lot of bloggers just have not touched Los, Los Rapidos. At well, all.
1: it's not super easy to get to.
0: No, it's like a 20 minute drive outside the city. If you don't have your own car, you can get a cab there.
1: Oh, nice. So, dude, like cab drivers can probably, they'll yep. probably know where it is. But yeah, we had to go. You need to go further than Los Rapidos and go on like a round. What do you call that? Like, like, return, like, going to the other side, and then get go yeah, down there's, this. There's
0: like, not an exit from when right. you're leaving Bacalar. You need to go further down the highway and then bang a yui, as you know, we say in Massachusetts, and then <laughs> in, um, in
1: Boston. It's not Boston, is It's, that it's, <laughs> it's Boston. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my terrible accent. Um. And then, yeah, you need to go down these like pretty sketchy roads, and I'm pretty sure like broke our van. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it, 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 it
0: wasn't packed. Which I was is really surprised. It yeah. wasn't that crowded at all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for just five bucks to have that oh, access yeah. all day, insanely fun. I mean, it was like a water park.
1: Yeah, it was really nice. So, okay, we've talked about the lagoon and the lake, we've talked about Los Rapidos. What's next?
0: Um, I think that in the morning on the way to Los Rapidos, you should go to the Cenote Azul.
1: What did you think about the Cenote Azul? The
0: Cenote Azul, the blue cenote. Now, we've been talking about a couple cenotes that are literally in the lake and you're not allowed to swim in them. This one is just off the lake and you can go swim in that. It costs only 25 pesos, which is a little over a dollar. Um, it's, well, you know, the, a lot of the cenotes that are close to the coastline are not the deep cave-like mm-hmm. cenotes that you get deeper in the Yucatan. They tend to be shallow. They're like lakes. They're right on shore, and this one, you know, I feel like this type of cenote that is more like a lake. It's a nice place to have a little swim, but not the be all and end all of cenotes, not by a mile.
1: Yeah, that was actually the only cenote I've been to. I yeah. haven't been to any other cenotes. Oh, you're in
0: Merida. They're everywhere. I know, here. but
1: this is Jan Fab. Jan Fab is hustle period in the year uh, for us, and mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the you know we. I mean, we tried to go to some, but that's a different story. But, um. Yeah, it's not exactly what you picture when you think about a cenote. It looks right. like a lake, essentially. Yeah, you think
0: cenote, you think it's a cave and mm-hmm. it's dark. Yeah. This one was not. This was a lake, essentially. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was a nice spot for a quick swim. And I thought it was good to do in the morning before Los Rapidos because it's on the edge of the town of Bacalar. You can go there on the way to Los Rapidos. Yep. And plus they ask that you don't wear sunscreen at all. So just go in, do a quick then in, in there, then put on your sunscreen, biodegradable sunscreen, that's what they require, and go to Los Rapidos after. Yeah,
1: so if you do the sunscreen, we have um, Sunbum. I think that's what we have that's called, and that's biodegradable, so you can't have that, but yeah, the cenote, you're not allowed to wear those.
0: And you should use biodegradable or reef-safe sunscreen every time you're anywhere near a place that has a coral reef, mm-hmm. because that's what keeps you from destroying it.
1: Yeah, so I agree. The Cenote was a good stop. I wouldn't spend a ton of time there. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice that the water was really clean. It was really yep. nice. Charlie and I swam across it. That was fun. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't say swimming across it's worth it because the other side of the, like, water gets a little, like, not as clean. Like, it's, like, a little, like, stale, I would say. Um, but cool. So do you – I'm guessing we want to talk about where, like – like what to eat, like where to go drink, and that kind of stuff. Sure. Before we jump into that though, I just thought of a really important thing that we should mention that yeah. we can't forget to mention, the cash situation.
0: Oh my God, I haven't even written about that mm-hmm. yet. My See? blog post is like three quarters of the way done as I write this, but what he's bringing up, you really have to know.
1: Mm-hmm. So like, let's talk about what was the cash situation, the cash issue?
0: Well, there were a bunch of ATMs in town.
1: A bunch, three?
0: Yeah, three. And none of them had any money in them.
1: Yeah, so we would see these lines in front of the ATM and people would be taking out cash of them, but depending on how far back the line was, the ATMs would literally run out of cash. Yeah. And so if you are coming to Bacalar, bring cash. Yes. Right. A lot of places... Bring as
0: much cash to last the whole stay. Yeah, because... Because some places take credit cards, but not all of them Mm -hmm.
1: do. Yeah. And also, like, if you're in a group, like, with us, like, we constantly had to, I think we were essentially passing around, like, the same pile of cash to all, like, to each other to, like, you know, pay and, like, split for things. So, yeah, definitely bring um, as much cash as you feel like you'll need Mm -hmm. for uh, being in Bacalar. Now, what did you think, speaking of cash, what did you think of the prices in Bacalar compared to the rest of Mexico?
0: Hmm definitely cheaper than the Cancun the Cancun Playa del Carmen Tulum corridor yeah. the Riviera Maya all that that is that's probably the most expensive place in all of Mexico in general but yeah so it's much cheaper here prices i thought were pretty similar to merida merida is known for being a very cheap city yeah because think, it's inland
1: and i think it depend on the restaurant they actually have yeah. like a nice range of restaurants in Bacalada, which surprised me. I was kind of mm-hmm. expecting like a tiny little town. And, and I mean, it's small, but it's not that small. Yeah. You know, uh, there's some good offerings there. So l- I think that's a good segue. Do you want to talk about food?
0: Sure, let's talk about food. All right. So,
1: what's the first place that you want to cover?
0: Well, my, I think my favorite place that we ate the entire time was Enamara.
1: In I don't think I went there.
0: Yeah, you did. That was the place with the guys who were playing the music. Oh,
1: place. yeah, okay. Yeah
0: and this was an outdoor breakfast place it was so good and there were these two white dudes who were playing music one was on a ukulele and you know usually i would be totally outfitted to hate these guys with the fire of a thousand suns but they were amazing very talented they were very good classy music on the ukuleles and it was really wonderful and the food was great i had this mango cardamom smoothie Mm. something i've never had before and all the food was great i had this this chicken sandwich with this pickled cabbage. They called it a kimchi sandwich. It wasn't really kimchi, but it was still really good.
1: Yeah, I had... What did I have? I don't, oh, I had their classic sandwich, which was actually really good. Um, what was on that? I don't know. <laughs> I think... I think there was some bacon involved. Like, I think it was, like, a turkey bacon. And it was just, like, we had just been eating so many different things. I really wanted something. And it was in the morning. Like, I really wanted something, like, plain before this boat ride. Because the, the boat didn't have a bathroom. And I was like, not the time to test this. <laughs> um, so.
0: Oh, is that something we should <clears throat> add? That if you take the boat ride, you're not, go- you're, you're. Yeah. Pe- there's nowhere to go to the
1: bathroom. Yeah, no number twos anywhere. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so I had the sandwich, and it was really good. Um, actually, I was really impressed with the bread. The bread itself yes. was really tasty.
0: And they um, made pastries, too. Mm. Some kind of white chocolate berry thing, which was see that. unbelievable. Oh, but yeah. But somebody
1: also had a, Nathan had a parfait, mm-hmm. which came in, did you try that? It, no. It came in a very, almost, like, very small. Like, a, when I imagine a parfait, I think, like, a bigger cup, but it came out in this, like, tiny little, like, thimble-sized cup. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really like that place. You know what it reminded me a lot of? Bali. Oh no. That place. That place just gave me Bali vibes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have no desire to go back to Bali, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the place was really good. Um, I would also recommend that their coffee was really good as well. Mm, yeah, um, it was actually the only place that I found that offered a bit wider range of coffees, like not just americano. Like they had a cortado, which the cortado was not a cortado, but that's fine. <laughs> they attempted it, so um, delicious I'm happy fake with that. cortado. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? What's the next other place? other
0: food places? Mm. Well, that was that that was definitely my favorite. Okay. But another really solid place was La Piña which means the pineapple, is this place with a little courtyard and with all of this greenery around. And I had the huevos bacalareños, bacalar eggs with, there was some chaya, which is like this dark green leaf and some red salsa and a little bit of cheese on it. Just really good, really solid eggs.
1: Yeah, that was, to be honest, my favorite place. Yeah. It was, the food was good. It was really inexpensive, mm-hmm. um, really affordable. And I thought the vibe there was really nice. Yeah it was very like lazy beach town like mm-hmm. you know it had like that vibe that i really really liked and the mm-hmm. people were like super friendly
0: yeah yeah they were
1: and you can have takeaway coffee there you can have uh oh. Café para llevar, which mm-hmm. is uh important because i didn't know where you could find that in bacalar but i found out that you can't get it there so that's that's, that's good, good to know. know yeah cool um other than that any other places that you want to talk about
0: Yeah, we went to Barbara Negra. Well, Mm. me and a couple of the others went. You didn't Mm. go there. That was really nice. Barbara Negra beautifully decorated and they had really nice food. And one thing that I really liked is that they gave you the option of getting any of the tacos, but with a lettuce leaf instead. So like a low carb taco sort of. And you know, we've been here in Mexico for almost (laughs) two months. We've been eating a fuckload of tortillas and kind of sick of them. And you know, I'm definitely feeling the weight effects of eating so much corn here. So it was really nice to get taco filling and really, really good taco fillings in the green leaves. And here's the crazy thing. They priced them all the same if you got them in the lettuce leaves. They called it Montaditos. Okay. And they, it was the price for any filling. Like cauliflower tacos were 85 pesos, mm. which is like $4. Yeah, and, and, um, and octopus, the most expensive. Octopus tacos were 170 pesos. Which are like $8. And so, oh no, wait, no, wait, more than eight. It yeah, that doesn't
1: that's, matter. Yeah, like yeah. like nine
0: bucks. And, but you could get either of those as a montadito with the lettuce for just 90 pesos. Oh,
1: so they like essentially, like, no matter what kind of like.
0: No matter what the filling was, they charged you the same if that's you wanted a nice it. You yeah, it's like the. It's like The tortilla was the expensive part, which is kind of weird. But yeah, that was a really nice place. I'm glad that we stopped there.
1: Yeah. Other than... So the night that you guys went there, Mm -hmm. we kind of like split up because like some people wanted to go to one place, the other people wanted to go to the other place. So that night, we went to a place called... I think it was called Nixtamal. Nixtamal. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite food. So my favorite Ah. place was La Piña. My favorite food was Nixtamal, which was definitely... A bit more high end, a bit more upscale kind of place, but their food—they had things that I'd never heard of before. Mm -hmm. Like they had chocolate crusted salmon. Salmon.
0: (laughs) Salmon. All right, that's it. We're gonna end this. We're gonna end this
1: podcast here. um, No, they had chocolate crusted salmon which I tried. That was really good. And it's not like, you know, it's not like Nutella covered. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like chocolate, like dark chocolate nibs on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the tuna, which was really phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that uh, people really enjoyed the steak. So that was by far my favorite food. It's a bit more expensive, but the atmosphere there was really nice. Actually, that's what Sarah said as well when I was talking to her. She said that she was like, the food was good, but it's not the food that made it for her. It was actually the atmosphere. It was okay. really nice. There was like a fire, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they had some cocktails as well. Cool. Um, I wasn't super crazy about the cocktails they had. I had a Negroni and mm-hmm. what, what I got wasn't a Negroni, but <laughs> it was still the a, a decent cocktail. Yeah. Um, one more food place I feel like we should mention maybe is actually the Cerveceria that we went to that yes. we left from.
0: Oh yes, the Cerveceria. Cerveceria means brewery mm-hmm. in Spanish, so this is the local Bacalar brewery, and that's yeah, that's where the boat trip leaves from, the, or with um, Amira adventures where they leave from. So we got back and we're like, yeah, let's just get, let's just get dinner here, and you know we had some guacamole and stuff, we had some beers, and then we had this agua chile which is Agua Chile is a lot like ceviche, except it's a lot spicier. It's got a lot more pepper in it. And this Agua Chile had scallops in it. And it was just mind-blowingly good. So, so, so good.
1: Wasn't it like super spicy as well or something? Yeah, like
0: it even freaked out Russo, yeah. our, our, him... our, our our Mexican friend. I
1: saw him like crying at one point, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of beer, because mm-hmm. this is where I nerd out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: decent i wouldn't like write home about it okay. it was um it was i mean they had uh you know a lot of like Mexican instead of city, just have like lagers or ales mm-hmm. um they did have some other options but it wasn't you know they had like an ipa they had a half of eisen uh but it wasn't really anything to go crazy about in right. terms of like beer quality so okay cool we've talked about where to eat mm-hmm. what's next
0: well, actually, there's one place that I want kind of want to talk about, about where not to eat. Okay. we're going for our final breakfast. You know how I've said that, like, the New York Times wrote about Bacalar, is this the next Tulum? Now, Tulum, for a long time, it's been known as the place in Mexico where the cool kids go, where you get the Instagrammable beaches and the ruins and the cool restaurants. Like, Noma from Copenhagen, one of the best restaurants on the planet, set up their satellite in Tulum. Mm. So it's got all of this, like, hipster stuff going for it. Tulum, I went a few years ago. I it didn't do anything for me. It was expensive. It was catering to people who thought they were so cool, etc. And here's the thing: is Buckleye the next Tulum? I really don't want it to be, but I'm starting to see signs of that. Yep. And one place was El Manatee, which is where we had our breakfast on the last day. And you you go into the back, and they're like it's this whole store full of. Free free trade artistic items, like flowy dresses and plates and stuff. First off, Nathan came up to me and goes, that exact plate, I bought it in a different town for like one-tenth of the price.
1: Oh, so they were just like upselling like the, yeah.
0: Upselling all the local stuff. And then, you know, you go to the back, it's nice. There's greenery everywhere, Instagrammable, whatever. We order our food, my boyfriend and I, we get avocado toast because, you know, we haven't had it in months it was the single worst avocado toast I've ever seen in my life. It was like spread thin. Who spreads avocado thin on a toast? And
1: was the bread like really thick?
0: It was, no, it was like crappy whitish bread. It wasn't even good bread. And the poached eggs on top were poached until they were powdery yellow. Hmm. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is not good. And then we're like, all right, let's order some banana bread, see if it saves it. We get two little pieces of banana bread that are like the size of, I don't know, it was like one inch wide and three inches long. And we're like, okay, so this is the place that's trying to do the style over substance and is massively upselling all the stuff and is trying to have a look and an attitude. They had these murals you could pose in front of, and I'm like, oh, good. This There's is, the Bali thing again. Yep. I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is pure Tulum, and I do not want Bacalar to turn into this. So hopefully, we can only bring people who are conscientious tourists, who care about keeping the lagoon clean, who just want to come here and soak up the atmosphere and hang out on the docks and wear biodegradable sunscreen <laughs> so it doesn't hurt the lake, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. I um, I didn't go there. Mm-hmm. I decided to go and revisit La Pina. Oh, because it that's was, right. Yeah, yeah. So we went back there that morning. Um. But that's kind of what I meant about, what was the other place that we had breakfast at?
0: Uh, Enamora.
1: Yeah, so their food I was really happy with. It was really good. But I think that you were sitting with your back towards the rest of the courtyard. Mm -hmm. You were facing me, weren't you? I don't know. I think you were sitting, because Charlie was right across from me, and you were right next to him, right?
0: No, I wasn't next to him. I was on your side.
1: Oh, so, because in the background, I was seeing a lot of, like, the Instagram flowy dresses and, like, you know, this sort of thing. But that's, like, bound to happen, um, I think, especially with those places, because... They are kind of catering to that like tropical vibe sort of thing, but it's definitely not where Bali or Tulum are mm-hmm. yet. So that's really good. But
0: it's on its way.
1: Yeah, I, I see that as well. I yeah. feel that as well. Um, another place to list on the, I'm going to put this one on the maybe don't go mm-hmm. to place, was that burrito place that we went to. The what taco was, place that we dragged the you guys to? What's was, the name of it? Taco Il Gore or Taco Il, ooh, I don't know. Okay,
0: let, let me look that up. Okay.
1: So we'll look this place up. But So we went to this taco place, uh, and they had burritos and other kind of like Mexican like food. But the issue with it was that we waited over an hour to get our food, and we were the only table. I think there was like maybe another table as well, and they had five people working. So here's-
0: Taco Reggio.
1: Taco Reggio. Just, just
0: looked it up on Google Maps. Taco Reggio is the name. That's I knew there was G. a G sound in there. And, you know, I like the tacos. I mean, they they made sirloin tacos, which is really rare because in this part of the Yucatan in Mexico, if you get steak, it's arachera, which is like very thinly sliced flank steak. This was actual steak with fat in it, therefore steak with actual flavor in it.
1: Yeah. But um, we did
0: wait forever.
1: So you So you guys went earlier. We, we went did, after yeah. you guys. So mm-hmm. you waited forever as well. Yeah. I'm super curious about this because...
0: It's a small place.
1: It's a small place.
0: It's like, yeah, it's a casual taco place.
1: And they have five or six people working. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't take you an hour to service. So here's why I'm phrasing it this way. I wasn't super pumped about the food, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like happy with my burrito Had I not waited an hour for it yeah. I'm wondering if there was something going on
0: It could be You know I, I've worked in restaurants I always yeah. like to give people the benefit of a doubt It's rough And if something bad happens It affects your whole night right. But the, I did enjoy the steak tacos very much The sirloin tacos specifically. Yeah and the,
1: the people were really nice as well Yeah Um. I mean it took them like There a, was
0: one point Didn't you say there was one point Where one of the guys came over And he was like Hey can I get anything else for you And Russel's just like la comida yeah I cracked up like it was because food this,
1: yeah at this point we had been waiting an hour and like Russo's like the nicest guy but I think that it <laughs> even got to him and he was like the food would be nice to bring out um, so yeah I will put that on the like
0: maybe maybe Yeah. go with off peak time for sure
1: yeah well I mean I think we we're off peak time but anyways so moving on what is the next thing that you'd like to talk about
0: um let's see
1: or is there anything else? Have we covered everything there is about... Where to stay. Where to stay. Okay, that's yeah. A good. Yeah,
0: You know, I mean, obviously, when you go for a few days, you only stay in one place. But I've been doing some research for um, for people who want to stay at different price points. I will say in terms of where you want to stay geographically, stay within a 10 minute walk of the Zocalo, which is the main park in the center of town. That's kind of the center of everything. The restaurants are around there. If you're close to that, you'll have easy access to restaurants, places to go, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. That's where like the fort is, right? Yes. Right in front of the fort. Yes. So Sarah and I really happy with the place that we stayed at, which was Parasol Suites on Avenue 3. Mm -hmm. Um... I really liked it. I thought um, it was nice because there was a little bit of outdoor space too, which was great to like hang out in the morning. Um, I would just generally, they looked like there were a lot of hotels in that range. I haven't done research on like if they're actually good or not, but I'd say that Avenue 3 seemed to have, just from looking from the outside, like a lot of really nice places to stay.
0: Avenue 3 is one block from the lake. So you're not lakeside, but you're extremely close to it, which is nice.
1: Yeah, and the other thing that I noticed... I saw this in two different places, was a place which uh, catered to like backpackers yes. where you could set up your
0: tent. Mm-hmm. And- yes, the, the, that's called the Yak Lake, lake House. Yep. The, the Yak Lake House. And they have dorms and they also have private rooms as well. That is one of the perennial popular places to stay in Bacalar and it's right on the lake. So if you're looking for a budget place to stay, that's what I recommend in the budget range. Um, Now where I stayed was Hotel Kairos and that was pretty nice for the most part. We had private rooms, it was decorated creatively with some murals on the walls and all that. And you had a private room, had a private bathroom. One thing though, is that the door was like made of all of these sticks of bamboo stuck together. So it wasn't like a door that closed completely. It was kind of semi open.
1: So could you like kind of like see through the front door?
0: Well, it was, no, no, this wasn't the front door. This was the bathroom door. Oh, okay. So you, I mean, it didn't face straight ahead, but basically you're going to hear all, the person you're staying with, you're going to hear all of their body functions. So hopefully you're cool with that. Um, Other than that, it was a really nice place. It had a pool, and there's a really nice restaurant downstairs called Finisterre. I didn't actually eat there, so I'm not going to like talk about what the food is like. But it's um, really beautiful, nice, and that's more of a mid-range place. I think we paid like 140 for three nights, something.
1: Yeah, we paid a little under 200 I think. Okay. But we had like, our place was like an apartment, so we had like a yeah. full kitchen and yeah. dining room table and everything, so.
0: Cool. And if you want luxury, I found a place that is super baller luxury, and it's called the Mia Bacalar. It's way out, like, it's not even on the same side of the town, it's way, way out, but it's a resort and spa, and it's like isolated, but it's modern, you get a jacuzzi tub in your room, it's super fancy. So if you really want to enjoy the lake and luxury i would look there
1: yeah there were a few places that we saw from the boat ride
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when we went into one of the coves that <clears throat> yes, excuse me.
0: by the cenote esmeralda there was a lot of interesting stuff around there some it looked like a lot of apartment rentals or apartment style accommodation some modern stuff some new construction and some interesting looking buildings
1: yeah, um, yeah, definitely look like that area might have some hotels as well that were a bit more upscale or something like yeah. that.
0: That said, it is a bit of a distance from the town, and it's annoying if you have to keep calling a taxi yeah. to and go And there's places. no Uber in Bacalar. There is no Uber in Bacalar.
1: And there's no Rappi which if you've never been to Mexico, <laughs> Rapi's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, and we had some people that took ta- taxis. They said they were like very happy with mm-hmm. actually the taxis, but it's not as easy as just grabbing an Uber.
0: It's not. It was kind of annoying, actually. One night, it took us forever and multiple calls to get a taxi to come to the Cerveceria to take us back to town. It just... It's just very annoying, which is why, again, I recommend staying within a 10-minute walk of the Zocalo, the main park in the center of Bacalar. If you do that, you'll probably almost never need to take a taxi.
1: Yeah, and to be honest, other than hotels and stuff like that, um, Sarah booked our stay. Sarah is, uh, for like us, the person who books all this stuff. Um, I booked one bad place, and since then I haven't been allowed to book again. But there were a lot of options on Airbnb. So if you don't want to go yep. through hotels, there were a lot of options. They seem to be like, you know... Like, we got our place on Airbnb. So, um, yeah, you can look there as well.
0: And also keep in mind that not a lot of places in Bacalar have hot water. If you have it, you are lucky.
1: I didn't know this about the hot water.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And if you have a place that doesn't have hot water, just make sure that you shower in the late afternoon because that's when the water will be the warmest.
1: Cool. So we've covered what to do. You know, we did Los Rapidos um, to do a boat ride. We've talked about where to eat. We've talked about where to stay. Are we
0: missing anything? I just think it's really important to take care of this delicate environment. Um, Just don't go and like go hog wild like you would in Cancun. I mean, everybody knows not to leave trash places, but really be thoughtful. Use biodegradable sunscreen. Don't step on the stromatolites, which are these flat rock-like things that are actually living beings that are some of the oldest beings on the planet and produce oxygen.
1: Yeah, they're like living rocks. Yeah, living fossils and there's a lot of those that's something that we should mention there's a lot of those in the lagoon mm-hmm. which i think is one of the reasons why the lagoon is so clear isn't it I don't something know. about so felipe who was our boat tour said that there's something to do with the calcium in the high calcium level in the lake that essentially kills a lot of like the bacterial growth so there's actually like not a lot of fish in the lagoon and there's like no seaweed and stuff like that. so that's why like the the water is so clear but i think that maybe there was something about those rocks and i don't know but anyways yeah you're not supposed to touch those rocks because that could like ruin everything so definitely mm-hmm. take care of the yeah
0: yeah it also, I was a little bit concerned that the stromatolites are throughout the river at Los Rapidos. Now, I've seen stromatolites one other place in my life at a place in Western Australia called Hamelin Pool near Shark Bay. And, they're all, and the, the Australians there are like, do not get near the stromatolites. We don't let people in that water. You can just walk on a bridge that goes above them. Don't touch the stromatolites. Don't do anything to the stromatolites. And I'm, I'm thinking like, the stromatolites are in the river, and we are all throwing ourselves down the river.
1: Where were they in the river?
0: They were along the edges. You can see them in the drone shots that we got. Oh. You can see the the round, flat, rocky things.
1: I bet we totally walked on them.
0: I I bet everybody does because yeah. they're everywhere, and I'm yeah.
1: Because that was the day before we did the boat tour. Yes. So we didn't know. At least I didn't know what they were. So I bet that we walked on them. Yeah. Uh oh. But yeah, so definitely um, take care of it. And one of the things that I noticed I was really excited about was that they, um, when we were on the boat tour, they were really talking about do not bring your alcohol into the water. You could yeah. not walk in there with bottles or cups or anything like yeah. that, which is really good. I was really happy about that. However... I did see a group that was all walking around with like Miller yep, lights and whatnot.
0: those trashy, yeah, those Miller light yeah. drinkers. So yeah. I
1: really hope that that's not a sign of these companies getting loose with those rules. I know,
0: I know. You know, I'm, I'm, I bet that was their own boat that they like hired and drove mm, themselves, something maybe. like that. But yeah, I mean, like we said, we don't want this place to become the next Tulum. Yeah. But it's going to require effort on all of our parts to encourage positive tourism there that protects the environment.
1: So, yeah, in terms of wrapping up, um, I think we covered a lot of things. One thing we didn't talk about, though, was like bars and drinking. Mm -hmm. Is that something that like you feel like we had enough experience with?
0: Honestly, I was exhausted by 9 p.m. every night there. Yeah. Um, But we you know, I had a good I had a couple good cocktails, but nothing that was really outstanding and unusual. What did you think?
1: um so yeah in terms of drinking in bars there was one place that i went to that i would actually say was like a bar and that was systemite and it was decent it was okay it was actually a really cool looking place it's like right there in the center we went there for some drinks and yeah, it was, it was okay. I actually had a mojito that was like not bad, but there wasn't, I'd say a lot of the restaurants also have like decent drink choices, but I didn't mm-hmm. see anything in terms of like an actual, a like good cocktail bar or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh,
0: a tiki bar in Bacalar. That'd be fun.
1: That would be fun. Maybe <laughs> there is one and we didn't see it, but yeah. A New lot business
0: of business idea. Yeah.
1: But yeah, a lot of the restaurants have good drinks. Uh, the food I was happy with overall, but yeah, in terms of Bacalar, Anything else that we might be missing?
0: I don't think so. I feel like we covered it. Well, you guys should know that on the way back to Merida, we went back to Sammy's. They were thrilled to see us, and this time they made three and a half kilos of meat.
1: Yeah, did somebody call ahead? I feel like we kept joking around about we did call ahead?
0: I, I don't know. I think so.
1: Yeah, they definitely looked like they were like waiting for us. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, we definitely, we ended where we started. We went back to Sammy's and... Um,
0: we played with the puppies again yep. and the kids and the family. <laughs>
1: yeah, that time I definitely had no flour tortillas. It was just straight meat and it was awesome and I was so happy. So yeah, that's Bacalar. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I definitely guess... one of my absolute favorite places in Mexico, for sure.
1: Yeah, I haven't been around Mexico as much as you have, but it was definitely my favorite place that I went to as well. Great. So yeah, I recommend it. Just make sure that you take care of it. So cool. Um, Kate, thank you so much for coming by again. And, um, in this episode, I'm going to have the link to this post that's going to go along with this, uh, podcast. So please head on over and check out all the written details and the
0: photos
1: and the photos. You gotta see
0: the seven shades of blue.
1: Wait, are you going to have drone footage? Yeah. All right. So go over there, check it out. (laughs) I'll put the link in uh, the show notes. Go check out the drone footage. Go check out the pictures because it was uh, beautiful. And uh, Kate, what is your Instagram again? And like, where can people find you?
0: You can find my site at adventurouskate.com. My Instagram is adventurouskate. Just type in adventurouskate, you will find me.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming by. This was uh, a lot of fun.
0: Thanks so much.